Welcome to the Johnny Cassell Show. This is your number one resource for dating and lifestyle advice. All right, guys. So welcome to the uh, live. We got a great uh, episode this week. I'm going to be introducing you guys to Imran Khalil, uh, who is the founder of The Fighting Chance. The Fighting Chance is a fantastic uh, movement helping people get back into the working world. Um, I'm really excited about bringing him around on. I've known him for years. He's a man of such charisma, such energy, and I want him to be able to share what he does for society, but also what sort of skills he's been able to put out there uh, in the working world. Hi, Imran. How are you doing? Hi, Johnny. How are you doing? Can you hear me okay? Loud and clear, buddy. Great. Perfect. Thanks for having me on your show. Thanks for thanks for having the time, man. I mean, I know you've been doing a, uh, a workshop today. I've seen on the Instagram. How did that go? Uh, went really well. We're, we're running a program for army veterans at the moment. So we're working at a project down in Fulham, uh, a mm-hmm. housing organization called Stoll. They have veterans of, of all ages. And I know when people think army veterans... They sometimes think of an old old man in a beret, but these are a complete <laughs> mixture of ages, um, old, young men and women um, ac- across the board. And we've got a, a fully subscribed program, so we're we're running that every week for for twelve weeks. Um, we're starting with some outdoor sessions because of current restrictions. After that, yeah. we're going to be moving into gyms, and we're going to get some some really exciting people from the world of boxing involved in in helping to deliver those. Uh, and, and I've seen that. I, yeah, you, um, since I've known you, I've seen how you've grown this uh, movement. Um, and I've just mentioned there. The reference I have of you is a man of such charisma and uh social ability uh you know it, it's been picked up on don't you worry about that you know <laughs> yeah, so, so, so people watching uh and listening i met imran in a um like a like a group like a shared office desk space isn't it over over here in um, trafalgar square it's a business club like a yeah. we work type setup yeah yeah and um I would say before you came in, no one was really sort of socially integrating with people. And then when, when the force of nature came in, Imran, he was able to bring all these different character types together where there were the shy, quiet, uh, hanging wallflower or, 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 you know, the guy with a bit too much ego, whatever. You had this amazing ability to kind of bring people together. And from that moment on, what I recognized was uh, people started going out. And you, you organise these sort of monthly kind of so it was fantastic. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, no, th- thanks, thanks for saying that, Johnny. And and yeah, I'm a I'm, I'm a schmoozer. Then am I? I guess I guess you that's are, what you're saying. You are high level so, schmoozer. <laughs> well, you are. I mean, because because there's a lot of things that you've done in order for in order for for your nonprofit to to get off the ground, right? And and that skill set in itself, you know, one of my questions that I've I wanted to put forth. Uh, forward to you and we'll probably do that uh, a bit later on is about fundraising so yeah, you know you've yeah. got that foundational social skill set to be able to say the right things get to the right people navigate uh through certain issues and and get to the right person you know so it's but anyway before we get into all that um your passion is boxing right yeah uh, and you yeah, had a successful right. career in recruitment so correct yeah and you also told me about also working in the in the police force, which doesn't really come up in in your bio. That's something that you you. you I haven't worked for the police. I've, I've I've done some some collaborative work with the police, the integrated ah, gangs unit. So ah, yeah, just go. to yes, clarify, yes. yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so tell us how it all came about. Tell us how about how how you married your, your passion and your experience of um, recruitment and put that together to create what is the fighting chance? Yeah, um, like you say, I I had a a long career in recruitment and employability. I worked for a a number of organizations and I worked for DWP, Department for Work and Pensions, and my remit was employer engagement. So I worked, my patch was the West End, Oxford Street, and I used to go and meet with employers and discuss how they were going to recruit. So say a, a big retail employer was opening a store, I'd go in and, and set up a process with them. Um, and I did that for a number of years. Um, also, as you said, I've been a, a, a lifelong 
fan of boxing and I joined Islington Boxing Club in 2004, uh, became a member and, and really enjoyed the training and got to meet some some really good friends through, through the boxing club. But also um, I made some observations and that was that um, boxing could be a really powerful tool for engaging people, people that wouldn't normally engage through through mainstream means of engagement. Um, and I saw that it could be a really powerful tool um, for setting up other things um, and, and potentially moving people into work. So I, I had um, an opportunity to take a, a payoff um, from my employer. I was with them a long time. Um, yeah. And I had um, an idea. It was quite a sort of half-formed idea. You know, when you first start thinking of something and it's not fully clear in your head, but I... I had an idea that we used the motivational aspects of boxing um, to engage with a group of people. Um, during the time, you'd get to know them, find out a bit more about them, and then utilizing utilizing that 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 motivational aspect, we'd look to move them into work. And I had all the networks there already. Lots of the employers I worked with were, were also my friends. You know, we'd sit there, we'd drink right. a coffee. I had that that immediate network. So those are people that I still continue to work with now. And like Amazing. you talked about before, um, people use the term networking, and it sounds, to me, sometimes it sounds a little bit insincere, like you're doing it to, to kind of get something. But sure. a lot of the people I work with I genuinely like. And if you can work with people you like, that's great, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you, you, you remind me of a story that um, when I was at school, and I always use this in, when we talk about networking. And, and sometimes what you, what you don't realize is you're sitting on your first year of business because you've been yeah. talking to all these people, um, socializing with them, and then suddenly you have this offering or this idea. You think, hmm, where, does the, where does the business come from? And then you think, hang on a minute, I'm already sitting on the business. And that idea came from when I was at school. I used to, I used to be one of those kids who used to walk around the playground with the bag of sweets on his back. <laughs> and, and and sell it to all the different little social tribes. Yeah, but I was only able to do that because my years up until that point derived of just socialising with all those different people. So the rapport was already there. And anyway, that's the the thought I went on there. Yeah. <laughs> um. So 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 you describe you describe how um the people that you're you're helping are um. What, what's the word you, you would use? I mean, the, well, first of all, the, the veterans you're working with, right? So they're people that obviously they've gone, you know, they've worked in the military for some time. Um, they found it hard to integrate back into society, perhaps, and, and get a job. So that's that, that's sort of a, a um, an archetype you're working with there. Um, what would be yeah. another archetype? Um, when, when I set up the Fighting Chance, it was to help people with barriers, people that found it more difficult to find work. And I've, I've worked in places like job centres, People in the job centre that work there, they had targets to get people into work. So it was very easy to help people that didn't need a lot of help and, and get their targets. But there were lots of people left behind. And that included people from offending backgrounds, long-term unemployed people, right. people with certain health conditions. And, and I thought there was less on offer for them. So when I, when I set up the fight in chance, I thought, here's an opportunity to engage people that are furthest from the labour market. Um, that have have some barriers, um, but I thought the 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 boxing program was a really good way to do that, a really informal way. Um, but a lot of the disciplines that are learned in boxing can be applied to other areas of, of your life, including yeah. the workplace. So the teamwork, the camaraderie, the discipline, self respect, self control, all of those things can be applied to the workplace. So that was the the beginning of an idea to to to, to run this program and when when i first started i i i'd finished working for the dwp um yeah. department for work and pensions and they were the people that i approached for funding first I'd, I'd had a payoff from work so i had a bit of a financial cushion so i i i ran a program an end-to-end -end program initially for six weeks ended up being a few months before i'd moved these people into what they want to do and it was the key thing was to find out what they really wanted to do it was a, a very tailored approach find out about them, what were their passions, what did they really want to do, even if that was a longer route way to getting someone into work. Okay, so you want to do this job, but you haven't got the, the skills yet, so maybe it's more appropriate to do a training program first, and that will get you some of those skills. So it was a longer route way to get people into what they wanted to do, but I I really believe that if you're passionate about 
um, the job that you do, you're going to do a much better job and you're going to be more motivated to do that job. 100%. So, so with, with the boxing coaching, and as, as you mentioned there, it, it 100% agree. Because as you know, I came from that background as well. I had a couple of amateur fights. And yeah, yeah the discipline. And I've seen you, but I know you can box, Johnny, because I've, I've trained with you, remember? <laughs> That's right. Just, yeah, just yeah. the once. Just yeah. the once. <laughs> <laughs> I was a bit out of condition back then. No, no, but, yeah. no, very so, so, yeah, 100%. Like the the self-discipline, uh, self-control. It teaches you. How, it also teaches you, I feel like, you know that you can handle yourself, so you don't need to be out there causing trouble, which is another yeah. thing. So it makes sense if you're working with people that have maybe had troubled backgrounds. What I'm interested in is, is your process that you go through when you sit down with these guys. You know, I mean, I, for me, I, yeah. I can, I can, I can, I, I complete, coming from the boxing background, I get it. I completely get that side of it, you know, that the self-discipline and the control and all that and, and the health and the health and the fitness. But when you're sitting down with them, you know, what key skills are you trying to ingrain with them to, to be able to take on the world of work? I think um, having the participants, as we call them on the program, mm. gives us an opportunity to get to know them a bit. So obviously we're, we're, we're looking at um, how they are on the program, timekeeping and, and, and some of those things as well and how they interact with other people in the group. Um, but we, we do a, a, a real uh, fully tailored action plan with everyone there. So we'll sit down with someone and we'll find out what they've done in the past, any skills, any qualifications, and we'll do a, a proper skills diagnosis, any um, experience that they've got. We'll, and we'll, we'll talk to them about what they want to do in the future. Um, and we'll map out a tailored route way to, to get them there. So it starts off quite informally. We have informal conversations. And remember, some of these people might not respond to mainstream methods of talking about work. They've been to job centers. They've been to agencies. And, yeah. and those things haven't necessarily haven't been right for them. them. Yeah. So this is a different approach. And it's just getting people to do something and enjoy the routine of some regular exercise. They're feeling good. And and that's a good time to talk to them about other stuff, like what they want to do in the future. And how how important do you think that is for for, for everyone, just to have like a daily structure? I know it's been quite challenging for everyone um, in this yeah. pandemic that we've gone through. For me, yeah. I had to kind of check in with myself because I realised that there was no sort of momentum for me. I, you know, like I, I wasn't having notifications coming in, people pulling me left, right, and centre. Everything was at a standstill. So I had to go back down to the basics, get into the calendar work out what six o'clock meant to me, work out what, you know, each hour meant to me. And, yeah. and then I was able to kind of get the ball rolling again. I mean, um, have you got any comments on that? How, how important that is? for Yeah. People? I mean, uh, you're, I know you're, you're very disciplined with your time and you have to be. Um, and I think for, for some of the people that we're working with, it's been a real struggle. Lockdown has been a real struggle. And at the moment we're running a veterans program. And when I say we're working with ex services, veterans, some of these people have have struggled with 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 multiple barriers and 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 addictions um, wow. and post traumatic stress disorder. Um, just 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 some of the things that these these guys have been struggling with. So I just think that the the routine uh, and the consistency of doing some regular training is a really good start point for further conversations about other things, and especially with with army veterans that are, are used to routine and discipline. Yeah. Having that away and suddenly being by yourself, um, yeah. you miss that. It, it, and it is that. Like for me, and I, I've said it on a couple of these, is is when I realized I couldn't get access to a gym, for instance, I called up yeah. um, a friend of mine who's a personal trainer. I was like, look, let's go shopping. Let's sort the food out. And <laughs> let's just commit to these times. And then I'll, I'll, yeah. you know, I'll sort everything out in between. And that really put me back yeah. on track. Um, and yeah, like I'm in the best condition of my life now, thanks to that guy. So, so, so you mentioned you mentioned how you're connecting with people um, to to new employers. But sorry, I've just been sidetracked with something you just said there. You know, like someone that's got that's coming uh, going through PTSD. You know, they've got that. Um, they're dealing with that. What's your process working with someone like that? Um, is it any uh, is it any different? Well, we 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 work with a a number of specialists in the field as well. I'm not going to say that we're we're experts in dealing with PTSD. We work sure. with a, a military organization called the TILS service and and we'd 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 sometimes make referrals to them. Um, I think our point is a start point just for getting to know some of the participants, finding out a bit more about them. But we have to work with other organizations to do 
a holistic job. Um, for example, we had um, one of our ex-services guys that was um, in £15,000 worth of debt and and kept losing his job because he couldn't concentrate on anything but this, this debt anxious. problem. So yeah. we're looking at what's the one big thing that's holding someone back. For this person, it was the debt, the, the yeah. money. So we, we, we work with a credit union. We put him through the IVA process and getting some of that debt written off. Then he came back to us. Then we got him volunteering first. Then we got him working part-time. It's a much longer route way before he moved into full-time work. So that's sometimes what, what we have to do. And it's working with the appropriate people. We can't do all that ourselves. As you know, we're a small organization, uh, but but we try and have a big impact on, on, on what we do. Really interesting something you said there about, you, you, you know, people that have got debt. I think that's that's um, very valid probably for a lot of people through this period right now um, yeah. going into debt. Is there anything you can share with us in, in regards to sort of navigating away from the anxiousness that that would kind of give you? Well, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, that, that, that's a complicated question. I don't know mm. if I'm the best person to answer that. Um, yeah. I think um, for some people, there's support, there's government support, um, yeah. and people shouldn't be afraid to ask um, and, and to walk into their local job centre and speak to a, a work coach there and find out if they're eligible for benefits, for housing support, for any well, of those There's a lot things. of benefits going on right now, isn't there? A lot of like uh, grants and, and bounce back loans and stuff like that. We were discussing on the phone the other day uh, yeah. such schemes. Yeah, and, and for, for, for people that are employed, uh, you know, the furlough scheme has been massively helpful. For people that are self-employed, you can, you can um, take a bounce back loan um, and there's up to fifty thousand um, pounds available. It's um, it's not free money. It never is, but it's no. it's um, no interest for the first year, and then a minimal rate. I think it's two percent for the next five years. It's underwritten by the government, so it's not the bank's money. I'm not saying it shouldn't be paid back, but I think there's some understanding there, um, and and there's a very minimal interest rate. So some of that help is is there for people. When did you uh, realize your confidence? In, in this area as, as i mentioned earlier you know you've got this level of i mean are you aware of it or not or is it just something well i mean I, no i'm not <laughs> and i think <laughs> as as you know from what you do confidence um can be built and it's uh, something yeah. that can be learned through practice and and i just what i did i remember when i was talking about setting up the fighting chance and you know i was worried like anyone else i had a nine to five job before i had bills to pay i had a mortgage and I thought, God, how am I going to pay my bills? What am I going to do? What am I going to do if things go wrong and I can't pay for things? But that motivation sort of keeps you going. And I remember talking to a friend of mine, and she's um, sort of a, a well-known person in the music industry, and she's had a career since she was 16 years old. Um, and I said to her, look, I, I, I think I need to do a business course or something. I'm not confident. I don't really know what to do. And she said, Imran, do you, do you really want to do a business course? And I thought, Oh God, I can't think of anything worse than doing a business course. And she said, just start, just start. The main, most important thing is just start. Um, and, and you'll learn along the way. And that, that's what's happened. I haven't, um, I haven't always known everything. I've learned lots of things along the way. I've never run a business before. I've never had an accountant before. Um, and, and you'll pick things up. But I think if you've got the passion first, you know, that's the most important thing. Don't even think about, the money side of it. If you're passionate about doing it, the money everything help. else will fall into place. Yeah. And you'll make it work. You, you've had obviously a lot of experience fundraising, right? It's some, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so have you got any advice for people that, um, you know, are, are, maybe they've got a project and, you know, that is a skill set that needs building. Is, is there anything that's kind of helped you kind of have the confidence in that area? Um, I think for us, like I say, um, the first person I approached was the, the organization I worked for before. That was yeah. my first step, but that that has grown. So all the work we do, we document it, we film it, we take photographs, and I connect with a lot of our funders and also our potential funders on social media platforms, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, etc. So I'm always showing the work we're doing. So people will buy into your mission and that they'll believe in what you do or they won't. Yeah. Um, but you know, we've had some really good um 
feedback from the programs we've done. We've had some some really good support, and we've we've had funding from the European Social Fund while it's still available for a couple yeah. more years. Yeah, <laughs> um, we've been funded by Department for Work and Pensions, Santander, some of the banks, um, Paddington Development Trust. Um, there, there is funding out there, so I think as with anything, it's important to do your research, um, yeah. find out what you want to do. And there's there's funding available to do it. And then it's it's making an application, putting together a bid. And sometimes you'll get the funding and sometimes you won't, but you just, you have to keep going. Would you say those are the major challenges for, for running a, um, a nonprofit or, or are there other, other challenges elsewhere? The, the funding's always a challenge. Um, mm. We're, we're, growing at the moment so growth is another one of the challenges i think for a long time i was a one-man band um mm. and i was doing everything and i think when your head's down and you're concentrating on delivery of your courses and making sure you get all the people there you you don't stop to think where am i going what's what's my plan what am i trying to achieve and where what are my milestones and yeah, I had a business plan. It looked like it was written by a 12-year-old child. Um, we now have a much better one that's put together by um, my colleague Bart. Bart works with us full-time. Um, yeah. He's full-time employed by The Fighting Chance. And he uh, has a more uh, a background in strategy and, and business design. So he puts together our funding applications. He's great at that. And I, I wouldn't Excellent. even attempt to get involved in that. Always <laughs> getting the expert. So Bart works with me. I've known him for many years. I've known him for more than 20 years. So it, it it's it's growing. And and obviously, you know, there, there are there are two of us full-time and there's lots of people working part-time with us. And and we we have boxing coaches and obviously we have special guests on our on our program, lots of yeah. people from the world of boxing as well. Um so we're growing. Uh, we now have um a board it was an advisory board we now have a board of directors so i'm not the only director there are four of us now yeah. um and we have a patron uh john conti mbe who was a former world champion and has an amazing <laughs> story and he he comes to all our meetings and he's he's very involved in what we do so i think the challenge is funding definitely but also growth how do you grow what you're doing how do you how do you scale it that's the next question <laughs> oh, <laughs> I preempted you there. Sorry. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's quite inspirational. Um, you you pretty much sharing of you having that conversation with your friend. You know, should I take a you know, should I take a business course? Um, you know, and and her giving you advice of just start and yeah, you know, just you know, getting the momentum going, attracting the right people, realizing perhaps. You don't know everything. Those are my weaknesses. Bring someone in a bit more experience to take care of that and and this and uh, attract more of the other people. But but yes, what? How do you how do you do that? Is a question I ask a lot of people involved in the in in the working world. You know, what's your one to many? How are you scaling? Yeah, uh, uh, I agree. And you know, you have to believe in yourself. Um, I think it's often you look at other people doing things, and sometimes you'll help them build their own businesses, but you won't look at yourself and think oh, yeah. I can do that and the <laughs> yeah, truth yeah, is yeah. you can you can do it as well um so it is um believing in yourself uh, i think it's really important for me it was yeah it's interesting because i'm doing a um i'm building out my online course at the moment and one thing i was actually yeah. writing about today is limited beliefs you know and yeah. how, how you can you can be, be sat behind certain obstacles and um you know, it's like that illustration is a famous illustration of like a horse tied to like a like a wooden chair and it thinks it's it's grounded to the, yeah. to, the to the floor, you know, and it can just take off. And it, it's funny what our mind views as an obstacle, you know, yeah. it's just a, a, a lack of perspective sometimes. When you look at the job market right now, um, is there any sort of insights that you that you have that you could perhaps share with us? I mean, what do you I mean? What? Yeah, it's I mean, a difficult one, no? I think I think you have to be be adaptable and, mm -hmm. and look at what's happening, and you have to follow trends. At, at the moment, some sectors are completely dying. Retail, for example, the high street shops are closing, whereas Amazon's become <laughs> hugely Monster. successful. And yeah. if if you want to work it, work for Amazon, they've got some great careers at the moment, um, and 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 they're they're a massive employer. 
uh, I guess look look at what's happening in the job market, um, and and figure out what you want to do and what's your what's your route way to get there. Um, I think you know I've got it depends what we want to talk about. I could talk about um, anything regarding employment um, in, in terms of doing your research when applying for a job. Do your research, find out um, everything you can about the the job you're applying for. Always mm-hmm. have a LinkedIn profile. Mm. I think that's really important. What are some think, tips um, there? What are some tips there? You think? I mean, you know, well, we can knock one up, but what 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 really stands out? I think um, there's some, just just before I go into it, there's something yeah. about LinkedIn that goes to the top of Google. I don't know what it is. So okay. it's it's being aware that people will Google you if you're applying for a job. They'll Google you. And do you want you on Facebook drinking out with your friends, or do you want a professional profile or the profile that you want to present? I think that's 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 the important thing, isn't it? Um, so it's have strengths, writing a good, concise profile, and and keeping it relevant. It's important. That I'm I'm really glad we segued into that because for, for me, you know, some of my work is about rebranding the client and looking at their online yeah. presentation and 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 understand that they are a brand and they're advertising all the time. Um, it's not just. <laughs> The world of online dating social media is a platform for dating you know wherever you are yeah. you are it's it's an opportunity um yeah so when it comes to the the imagery and and even the presentation of yourself offline what, what is to be considered do you think i think behaviors um how you present yourself so for example if you have an interview with an employer dress appropriately you don't mm. need to wear a three-piece suit for a job in media it's the, yeah. look at the sector. People are casual, t-shirt, jeans, trainers. If you're going for a job in a bank, it is a suit. You know, that's it's important to dress appropriately. Also, um, look at your behaviors. When they're just as important as as anything um you say. So it's non it's the non-verbal stuff people will read. Are, are you smiling? Are you making positive eye contact? Um sometimes people go to interview and leave leave their coat on. Um, I've, I've seen it, especially with younger people that have their coat on. Sometimes in in I was about to say dress head. like dress like you've already got the job, but what you've said is like dress like you're <laughs> still standing in the job centre queue. Well, it, well, it looks like it's, if you've got your coat on, it looks like you're ready to leave, doesn't it? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I've, I've 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 done screenings for employers where people have been playing with their phone. Put your phone wow. away. Yeah, yeah. I just it's it's basic stuff. I'm talking about entry level positions. You know, these are some of the things we used to see. So mm. employers will look at behaviors as well. Sometimes an employer will look at you and and what they're really thinking is, do I want to work with this person every day? But they won't say that, but that's what mm. they're looking, that's what that's what they're thinking. And well, when we talk when we talk about behaviors, let's look at like a job interview, for example. Say say yeah. uh, someone's got a job interview. A, a tip that um, I've heard from business coaches and, um, you know, I sort of share the same thought as well is, is, is to interview the interviewer, right? What, what's your view on that? Right. Or do you have any other sort of tips um, when, when someone gets to that stage? I mean, I think, I think it's worth asking some appropriate questions or, as I said before, if you've done some research in, on the employer at least letting them know that you've done that and asking appropriate questions or, oh, I see you've got 20 branches in different areas of the country, you know, is, is there potential to move to it? Whatever it is, but it, it's it's appropriate. It shows that you've done some research and, you, and you've found out about the employer. I think that's always worth doing. Um, I think you have to be careful with interviewing the interviewer. You have to remember who's interviewing who. You, you, you know, yeah. you're there to apply for a job. So. <laughs> What I mean by that is, um, uh, how is it? So it's, it's working out what's in it for you sort of thing. Yeah. And, and what would, you know, you're asking someone, what would two years in your in the company look like? You know, and I think if, a, if an employer hears those sort of questions, it's like the, the individual is, is future projecting, which is a promising sign, no? Yeah, and it it shows that you're looking at your progression within within the company. I think yeah, that's important. It shows that you're you're looking longer term. I agree. 
And do you work with, um, as you mentioned, there, do you work with higher level people as well that are looking to progress? Or have, if not, have you had that experience when you when you were formerly just recruiting? Well, we have even even on mm. our course. So recently, we've run an over fifties program, and um, we had a couple of guys that worked in the city and were not currently working um, that had quite high level jobs. Um, as I said, we work with experts. We we sometimes um, work with a wider network of people. So actually. Um, made a referral to someone I know from our business club who runs an executive coaching company and he helps people get to the next level within blue chip companies. So I, I yep. made a referral to him and he had a discussion with that person and made an introduction at um, Deutsche Bank, I think it was. So it it, it, it um, an initial introduction, but that was something that we were able to set up. So it is working with a wider network network as we as we have to do sometimes amazing Let, let's circle back around to um uh you know again you don't like the word networking right but we're, we're going to use it anyway i didn't uh, yeah i didn't say i didn't like it i said it sometimes sounds like you're not being genuine but yeah it can be a very genuine thing mm. um what are some tips there just to get going, you know, if you're very new to the world of, um, let's say you're at a, uh, a trade show, perhaps uh, a conference, uh, it might be that the, the business club that you're uh, a member of are doing a, a monthly meetup. What would your advice be there for someone to get the most out of that? I think don't be afraid to approach people, say hello. Is always a good start, um, and everybody. I, I feel everybody's got something in common. We we all have what whatever it is. So uh, there's always common ground. I think it's just important to be friendly. And I think the thing is, and you you talked about it earlier at the the business club we we were at. Sometimes a lot of people used to sit individually, and they didn't want to disturb other people, so they sat there and yeah, <laughs> and then Imran came in. Do. That was. <laughs> Yeah, I, <laughs> so I came in. I don't want to have. I don't want to eat my lunch in quiet. <laughs> no, uh, never. <laughs> no, I think um, seriously. Uh, you know, if you see, if you're at a, one of these networking meetings or a conference, if you see someone else standing by themselves, for example, maybe not in a group, why not go over and say hello and just just smile and say hello and and just just have a chat. They're probably in the same position as you. Is there any sort of key phrases that you'd kind of use to transition into conversation? Um, I, I'd say, I, I mean, I don't. I, I think mm. you have to play it by ear and and, mm. and do what's appropriate. I, I I wouldn't say that um, that I do. I think it's just just important to be friendly and, and say hi, and you can just take it from there. I think things mm. flow naturally and. To go in with 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 stock phrases could be problematic. <laughs> what about follow up procedure? Once once you you know you say you've got a key contact, you know what what would be the correct sort of procedure? Would you say? I mean, I, I always send an email. Um, I, if we exchange business cards, I'll always send an email. I'll always um, I'm happy to make the first move and just say, look, really good to chat regarding such and such. Um, and, and try and pin down some some timelines as well, and so uh, you know, regarding what we were talking about, how about da da da? Um, if we can arrange a coffee and and have another chat, that would be great. And and just start to map out what 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 you want to do. And sometimes that approach will work. Sometimes it won't. Mm -hmm. Do you do you have any? I mean, what I discuss quite often with my clients is to actually manage the data. That you're you're collecting from these events. Um, what I do, I put it all in spreadsheets, so it's out there, staring in front yeah. of me, as opposed to just a name that's lost in the phone. Um, do, do you do you have a sort of system for that? We do. I mean, we've been um, we we put people on a, a tracking sheet, an Excel spreadsheet. We're we're kind of currently looking at a, a CRM system that can manage some of that a bit better. Um, mm. And and it, that, that some of them have some really good features. We're looking at one with Salesforce at the moment that tracks 
your, your the progress of your participants and all the people that have referred them. You can you can add loads of things on. It's really really clever. Stuff. Yeah, self so Salesforce is an animal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're looking at that at the moment. We're not there yet. Okay. Any any more any more any more sort of tips in that sort of space? I feel like there's so many different kind of angles we can go with there. With um, with the networking data, I feel like this. Yeah, managing data. Yeah. I think networking and managing data. I mean, I even like if you're in a networking space and you feel that okay, the person I'm speaking to right now, I can't see any added value for me, but it might be added value for someone else I know. Is that something yeah. that you kind of share and as well with the people you work with to be able to do that? And importance. Yeah, of I have done, and, and sometimes that's reciprocal. And if you help someone out, then sometimes they might do the same for you. And I think if you genuinely, without expecting something back, then sometimes yeah, good things that's happen. the most important. And that's bit. just karma, isn't it? Mm. That 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 is aligned with with what I teach as well. I think that um, just for that to be a habit, not to have some expectation of of something coming back. Um, because yeah, that is a form of manipulation. But just you yeah. know, again, you say karma. If something comes back, great. If not, it doesn't matter. You know, it's just it's just adding value, adding value, adding yeah. value. Yeah, exactly. Hundred percent. So yeah, the, the the data management then. Yeah. So you talked about CRN systems, spreadsheets. Um, something I've been writing about as well uh, today, actually, is about the again. It's about structure and and the tools that can help us to stick to a certain structure so the obvious ones yeah. that we've all got access to you know if you've got on you know google calendar or iCal, um the reminders app i've been i've been making use of that now that's kind of replaced my daily sort of lists on the back of a letter you know and then losing that oh, yeah. <laughs> um have you got any other other tools that you feel that are, are useful i mean i i i couldn't live without the calendar on my iphone um Obviously, I'm, I'm I'm a lot older. I'm fifty now, and I but I don't. You're not. You don't look fifty, mate. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, thank Incredible. you. But, um, but I am, and 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 I've got the memory of a fifty-year-old. And I think um, that the just the the calendar function on my phone is brilliant, and you can set alerts and reminders. And I I diary everything, everything, mm. uh, and I I also have a daily to-do list, which is which can be really useful. Um, you, you work for yourself as I do, just five or six things that sometimes you have to get done in a day. It might be, it might not be that, but just, just some tasks that you that you have to get done. I think that's really. Yeah. Do you feel that, you know, cause I've, I've had times where I've, <laughs> I've created a mountain of a list and you're just sat yeah. there in the chair and you think, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, and you just don't get anything done. You know, it's just like, Ooh, you know, yeah, um, and I think at that stage you put them in order of priority, and you you deal with the most pressing ones first. I think I think you have to, as you say, otherwise um, you end up with a mountain of stuff. And we did a CRM system before, um, yeah. and we just had urgent to do, and, and then to do list next to it that were less urgent. And I think yeah. I think you have to manage it like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I was just going to ask you if then. Your spreadsheets, uh, your your to dos, calendars, uh, what else? Any other tools? I mean, what what about the you habits know, of I, that? Is that is that something that you're doing? Is that something you're doing? Um, a lot of people talk about making these lists before you go to bed. Uh, you know, is there any sort of ritual, or is it just as soon as you get in, do it? I think I think um, everyone's different, and you have to identify um, what time of day you're most productive. Um, and and you, that's your optimum period for working. So for me, I'm very productive in the morning. I'm a morning person. I get up early, and and I'm and I'm doing stuff straight away. So that is my kind of optimum period. And I think for, for other people, it might be different. You might be a night owl, and that's your time to work. Some people work into the late hours, and if you're self-employed, you can do that and, and get up a bit later. That's fine. Mm. Um, whatever works best for you, I think. And what about delegation? What going back to those lists? Uh, you know, something that I look at. I look, I look at those lists and think, okay, what can just someone else do? You know, do you have the same sort of process? Was it? Yeah. Um, I, th- I think 
it's a, with someone else, as I said, who's quite opposite to me in his skill set. <laughs> so but Bart think, gets the whole think, lot. So yeah, Bart can do all of that. <laughs> no, <laughs> I, don't play golf. I, I don't think I, I, I wouldn't get away with that. And I, and I can't play golf. Um, I, I think um, for us, it's quite clear his skill set is um, G planning, um, and and he he's he's a lot better at some of that stuff. I'm much more um, meeting people, um, as we said, networking, and I also do the the the, the day to day running of the programs as well. So I'm I'm mm. more involved in that. So I think for us, we've we, we know each other quite well, and we have a sort of clear. It's clear what falls to whom, and it's who's going to do the best job on it. When you're running your programs, um, is there any sort of structure that you kind of follow? I mean, I've just I've just been um, working out what my new structure is going to be for my new programs. That's something that's come out of having all this time. You know, you're able to actually do some sort of important admin stuff. Is there any sort of um, flow or format that that you follow? Do do you teach guys um, about uh, about how to speak as well properly in front of groups and is that sort of stuff? Uh, I mean, I mean, I, I, no, I wouldn't, wouldn't, I wouldn't do that. I mean, it's it's mm. giving the support that's appropriate, really. So I'd I'd find out a lot more about them and what they want to do, and I'd I'd, yeah. I'd I'd look to kind of support them with that. We wouldn't we wouldn't get involved to that extent. In, in terms of the program, um, the pro we're looking to build confidence. So we start off very slowly. Um, what you don't want to do is be um, people to be too daunted and it's daunting enough you know walking into a boxing gym for the first time that is a daunting thing and and i always have to overbook on my courses i'll book double as many participants as actually we've got capacity for because we have because of dropout you can almost measure it a 50 percent dropout rate roughly Uh, and sometimes those people come back but i think uh, with the people that we work with, especially because they struggle with motivation, I think you'll wake up in the morning and you might have committed to the course and you wake up in the morning, you cut the window, you think, oh, no, nah, I'm, I'm not going there. People you know, have I, I all sorts of my concepts. And, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, you know? it, and, and that is, that is um, unfortunately, people that, um, that are uh, more challenged with, with being confident, I think that is one of the barriers they'll face. And they might come back next time they might come back on the next course and sometimes they have to build build that confidence within themselves so it's always open for them to come back i'll always keep in touch and say look okay you didn't come on this one we're running another course such and such time you're welcome to to join and that and that happens um i think once they walked into a boxing gym for the first time and they realize they're not going to get punched in the face we don't do that it's it's non-contact um that would never happen in any boxing gym anyway. That you, yeah. beginners, you, you learn all the basics. You're brought along very slowly, the technique, the footwork, basic punches, and then we slowly build it up. These are people that haven't done, a lot of them haven't done any form of training yeah. for a while. So we build it up and we look to build that confidence. It's It's been, for me, it's been so essential Um in terms of building up my confidence and and I always reference back to boxing and what it's taught me. I mean, when you, when you mentioned there about, you know, sparring, for example, rightfully so, no one's going to be jumping in the ring for the first time with someone. No, I Um, mean, you know that. Yeah. Yeah. But, but what I remember something that I learned about myself was to take action straight away. So I remember when, when you arrive at the boxing gym and, and my old trainer, it was like, it was a bit like Mickey from Rocky, my trainer. Like it was such a stereotype, typical guy. You couldn't make, it was, yeah. and then he'd be, he'd and be there's a lot around. of those people in boxing. Yeah. 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 And he was shuffling around and he goes, right. Who's sparring tonight. And in that moment, you're, you're listening to, to, to the voice in your head and you're, you're choosing to, Oh, it's it's fight or flight. Effectively, it's make an yeah, excuse yeah. or step up. Yeah. And and for me, that was um, that was some some core work that, that that kind of played out for the rest of my life. After that, you know, if you see an opportunity, yeah. bang, you you got to take it. Yeah. You, you can't be listening yeah. to some self talk that's pushing you back. You just got to step up. And stepping yeah. up to that experience, you know, like in boxing, we would be sparring, you know, if you're sparring with someone taller, shorter, you know, lighter, heavier, 
you're going to learn how to how to move around that person. Um, so it's that that's the point. You're, you're going to learn, and I think you have to see it as a learning experience. Sometimes you win, sometimes you don't. Sometimes someone gets the better of you. It doesn't matter because you're both learning. Mm. And we always use the saying: it's it's not my saying, but you don't have to be good to start something, but you have to start something to be good. And it's a like really that. really powerful Zig Ziglar. I think it was. Mm. So mm. the main thing is that you start. As my friend said to me, my yep. musician friend, just yep. get started. That's the most important thing. And you'll learn it along the way. And you will get better. Each time you'll get better and better. And that's that's what we that's what we say to our participants. Didn't you get a tweet from Mike Tyson? Did I see that? We did. We've had a we've had a blessing. We've had a blessing from Mike Tyson. So um <laughs> when when I started the fighting chance, we had a um from um, Mike Tyson's Twitter page. It was just, it was only a few words. Great work, guys. But but I, you know, I had to go and sit down and have a drink. I was so happy with that. It was it was great to get to a message from, that, that, that's from the amazing. man himself. It was it was amazing. And and, and funny, it, it, I got to meet him um, a couple of years later in Berlin. It was a, a very quick meeting. He's he's not allowed into the UK at the moment, but we 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 went over to Berlin and we met with him. And a, a, a lot of the boxers, we um, one of the boxers in particular, Big Joe Egan, who used to be a sparring partner yeah. of Mike Tyson, is still great friends with Mike. And Mike's been over um, to an island loads of times, and they've become lifelong friends. They were sparring partners at sixteen, friends now into their their fifties and. You know, Joe, Joe wanted to come over with us, which would have been great, and it, it it didn't happen in the end. But we we would have been hanging with Mike, which I would have loved. Yeah, I've been awesome. a fan of Mike Tyson. <laughs> what, what, what do you what do you think yeah. about his comeback? Um, I, he's in great shape, and if he is. anyone who's seen him on he pads, he, he looks awesome. And mm-hmm. uh, I think lots of people are saying, um, you know, he shouldn't he shouldn't do it. I think if you if you if you feel like you can do it, you should do it. And Mike, he knows what he's doing. He's got an exhibition bout with Roy Jones Jr., who's a, a similar age, maybe a few years younger. Why not? You know, if anyone can do it, Mike Tyson can. And uh, funnily enough, a few years after we got that tweet from him, Mike started a, a charity called Give the Kids a Fighting Chance, which oh, is great. just great, great, great synergy. You know, you so he actually runs. I don't know. I'd like to think I'd like I think to so. think I did. I, think I don't so. know. Yeah. yeah. If I ever meet him, I'll ask him. I always ask um, everyone I have on these two questions. And the first one is, you know, what would your last meal be? You're asking me now. I'm asking you, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <I'd... laughs> People always say steak, don't they? Which is which is so boring. But um, yeah, I don't know. I a massive Wagyu steak because it cost someone a fortune and a, yeah, and, a, yeah. and, a nice gla- and a nice glass of red. And I, I'd be happy with that. Yeah, what what would you like dry? How do you like your your red? Uh, I, I like a Rioja actually, a little bit lighter, oh. not not so heavy. Yeah. Okay, I'll have that in mind. And yeah. and All right. if you... I look forward to my Wagyu steak, Johnny. <laughs> yeah, not that bit. <laughs> um, <laughs> the uh, the next question is this: If you had to host a dinner party, who would you who would you have around the table, past and present? You know. Yeah, I know. And, and funny, people always say Nelson Mandela or someone like that. And obviously, mm. I'm massively inspired by Nelson Mandela and, um, you know, what he's done. But I probably be someone like Joe Brand because she's funny and she'd eat. <laughs> <laughs> There's not many leftovers. That's it? No, no Joe Brand. <laughs> I'd, I'd, I'd be happy with that. <laughs> Joe Brand. <laughs> Okay. Um, is there anything else that you want to want to kind of share with us um, in in relation to um, you know giving people the confidence and motivation to perhaps get out of a rut that they might find themselves in right now? You know, if they if they're in the unfortunate circumstance where they've not got a job anymore, um, or getting back out there, anything you want to share? Well, you know, talk to someone. Number one, it's important to mm-hmm. talk to someone getting out and doing some physical exercise is great. Um, I think healthy body, healthy mind, those things are connected. Um, that widens out to, to your interactions every day. Um, so uh, that, that's all I'd say, really. How do people get on your courses, by the way? I mean, 
is it just they sort of apply on the website? What's the process? Yeah, we 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 normally um, we have a contact us page. Just, uh, send us your your name and phone number. We don't ask for anything else. We get in touch with you, and we'll um, let you know when the next course is. So that's one thing you can do. You can do that now. So name and phone number, and we'll tell you when we're running the next program. Yeah, um, as as you said, the the, the course that we run are, are dependent on who's funding us. So at the moment, we're being funded by the Armed Forces Covenant Fund, and we're running programs for veterans. Um, if, if we are running programs for Department for Work and Pensions, it's for anyone who's unemployed. So I think the main thing is to just start the conversation, get in touch at thefightingchance.co.uk, um, we contact us page, get in touch, and we, we'll pick up the phone and have a chat with you. Um, we're on Instagram, we're on Facebook, we're on yeah. Twitter, so follow us on those platforms as well. Follow what we're doing and, and get involved. Excellent. Now, well, well done, Imran. I mean, I've, I've seen you, you know, grow, grow this organisation from the ground up. It's a fantastic initiative. And uh, I think, you know, oh, you. now more than ever, I mean, you should be busier than than ever before, really, I think. Yeah, um, you know, it's not a, you know, there's a lot of stuff happening at the moment and mm. and we want we want to help, we want to support with that. Um, you know, it's unfortunate what's happened with COVID and, and people yeah. being locked down and people, issues with their mental health and, I think, um, you know, if we can support with in any way, then, then we will. Fantastic. Imran, thank you so much for coming on. Um, really appreciate you taking Thanks the time for having me. to do this. It's been a pleasure. But yeah, great stuff. Thanks, buddy. Um, and I've really sort of treated this as a bit of a catch up as well. So it's, it's been great kind of catching up with you. Uh, great to see you virtually, Johnny. Hopefully we catch up soon in person. Yeah, we'll sort it out, buddy. All right, man. Cheers. Take care. Thank see you. ya. Bye-bye. All right, there you have it, guys. Um, that was that was Imran Khalil. Uh, he's a fantastic guy uh, with a brilliant vision and initiative there. And again, I thought like now more than ever, this was the sort of time to bring Imran on and discuss his organization and what he's doing, the sort of help and support that he's got in his programs. So do check out thefightingchance.co.uk. Again, thank you. Thank you for joining us. Take care. Bye. Hi guys, if you enjoyed the content, why not head over to my YouTube channel and hit subscribe. If you want to send me a message directly, head on over to my Instagram, London Dating Coach, where you can contact me directly.